guy with a face. You're in a full circle again. What's he in? I did know that. We fabricate relations. relations. Next to somebody. Three degrees of separation. Cogs have started turning. In Hollywood. Hollywood cast connection. Hey, uh, Paul, is my uh, is my tie on straight? Do yeah, I, uh... it's uh no, it lo- I think it looks alright. How about I I tried to shave my face, you know, get kind of cleaned up. Yeah, for this, I, think, uh... I mean, I think you look fine. Do I uh, do I have anything in my teeth or? Uh... Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you might you're gonna <laughs> you want to clean that up a little bit. Okay, Here, check oh. me tooth check. Tooth check. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I was checking your teeth; they look fine, but your breath could use a little. Wait, oh. did the show start already? Oh yeah, bro, it started. Did we? Oh, did we introduce the show yet? No. In the audience, is already here. Oh man, we're failing at this. Yeah, this is bad. Get on that. This is less. Oh hey, uh, hey everybody. Sorry. Yes, we are here. Uh, welcome back to the Hollywood Cast Connection. Uh, it's the show where we fabricate relation through degrees of separation. My name's Sam. Joining me, as always, is Paul. And I don't know if you could tell, we are a little bit, a uh, little bit anxious today, but for good reason. So. Paul, how are you? Before we uh, we tell people why we're excited, I'm uh, I'm I'm well. I'm healthy. I'm anxious and excited, and <laughs> I'm not going to take any more time before you do that. Yes, uh, we should probably get right to it. The reason we are so excited is because the first lady is here, guys. The first lady of trivia podcast game shows. We have with us today. Uh, one of the OG hosts of Trivial Warfare and the current host of Foreplay on the Oaks Media Group Network, Carmela Smith. Carmela. Hi, <laughs> Hi. How are you doing today? Oh, uh, as you can probably tell, we are just overjoyed to have you here. And oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're we're so glad that you joined us. Um, we know that everybody probably knows who you are, um, but your shows are some of my favorite shows to listen to every week that they come out. Uh, Foreplay being the one that you are most currently, I guess, in, invested and involved in. But if you want to tell everybody a little bit about the shows that you host and um, who you are and how they can find your programs, uh, please do. Oh, y'all are so sweet. Thank you. Um, so I'm Carmela. I uh, host a show called Foreplay. It's a game of connections. Um, we are actually in the middle of our fifth season right now. So and that comes out every Friday. And then um, Trivial Warfare is probably the show I'm most associated with because uh, we've been doing it for six-ish years now. That almost. is crazy. Well, six years. We're dinosaurs <laughs> in the game. We really are. Um, and that comes out uh, every other Monday for for our um, for our normal everyday audience. And that's just a pub quiz. We take the pub quiz out of the pub and bring it home to you. Which in these times, um, <laughs> every pub quiz should be brought home to you because you shouldn't be out. You should be wearing your masks. <laughs> I, I eventually want to go outside again. I mean, I exactly. I'm, you can't see me. I'm very very pale, so going out in the sun <laughs> is not not my thing in general. But I would like to be able to go outside. <laughs> yeah. When the pale people start missing it, you know the struggle is real. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm ginger with really pale skin. I mean, obviously I'm allergic to sunlight, but, uh, you know, I do like being outdoors eventually. Right, exactly. No, and had had you guys known that it was going to be this important to bring the pub quiz home to you six years ago, I mean, who knew that it was going to be, oh, <laughs> be what it is no. now and as necessary as it has become? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
No, those are both great programs. Um, Foreplay is super fun. Being a game of connections and we being a game of connections over here, it only made sense that we bring you over. And we're just so glad that you were able to accommodate us. Um, you being the. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You being the personality that you are um, and, and definitely a familiar one. We're, we're super grateful that you were able to join us. So um, I know you know how to play because you made my heart happy by saying that you've listened to the show before. So, <laughs> But for anybody playing at home who doesn't know how to play, we're going to go ahead and throw in an audio drop that lets everybody know what the rules are. Here we go. Here's how the Hollywood Cast Connection is played. Each game consists of two regular rounds and a special features round designed by the host. Each regular round, we run our range. Yes, our random actor name generation engine, which returns two random actor names. Players must then connect the two actors from the range to each other via actors they appeared alongside in films. Players can use any feature-length film, whether animated or live action. Each completed cast list is worth 10 points. Each round we also draw an action card. There are a variety of action cards that provide players with opportunity for additional points each round. Point values vary by action card. The goal of the game is to get to at least 60 points because we're clever and 6 degrees looks like 6-0, which looks like 60. Oh, man. Oh, well, thank you, Sam, so much for that awesome rules recording. That was great. Uh, now we all know how to play. Carmela, do you feel like you know how to play? I think I, I, think I got a handle on it. Good deal. Paul, are you ready to go, or do you need another? I'm going to break it down for you a little bit farther. No, don't. No more breaking. I'm good. <laughs> Let's start this game. Please, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and run the range for round one. Run it, range. Oh, hey. And it's not often that we get two actors that we haven't used before on the first run of the range, but we did just that on this one. Um, this might be interesting <laughs> because actor number one is Rowan Atkinson, which is funny because I just made a Mr. Bean reference. That is such a lie. You're <laughs> it lying. Is right here. I'm looking at it. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Wow. Uh, and we are trying to, co and this is just weird. Paul and I have talked about it before, how the coincidence has come up of things we were just talking about. So we're trying to connect Rowan Atkinson to a another popular pale redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Julianne Moore is the one that came up on the other okay, side. You're so. kidding me. I don't know how this thing works, but uh, we got Rowan Atkinson and Julianne Moore. And uh, before we start connecting those, let's go ahead and get ourselves an action card. Sound speed. Oh, and... Uh, well, this might have just gotten a little bit trickier because there's kind of a limited number of, uh, of available options for this action card. But we are trying to connect Rowan Atkinson to Julianne Moore using as many black and white movies as we can in the middle. You don't have to use exclusively black and white movies, but for every black and white movie you can throw in there, you get an additional five points. If everybody's ready, start your engines. What if just... A portion of the movie was in black and white. Does that have to be the whole movie? Then maybe I'll give you a portion of the points. <laughs> oh. So, Carmela, not to distract you, we kind of alluded to it a little bit in the intro. When, six years ago, you guys started Trivial Warfare, did you have any idea that it was going to be the 
that you were going to be in the trivia hall of fame and it was going to be this anchor for all these other shows and things like oh, that or not. Okay. So I uh, I came in a few months after they uh, Chris and, and Jonathan had started, and um, no, I had no idea like that it was right. going to be like a thing. And I've met so many people doing. I mean, just like you guys have meeting people doing the show. Mo- most of my social life is now attributed to the show. <laughs> right, um, exactly. My whole Geek Bowl team exists because of it, and sure. you know. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's been impressive to watch. I don't. I've been following you guys for a while now. I know it was at least like 2017 when I first found you, so maybe four years, which is still, it's crazy that it's just, it's been around as long as it has and it's gotten the success that it's gotten, which, I mean, good on Jonathan. I told, I said it on Tim's episode, actually, we call Jonathan the first man through the wall, so he's kind (laughs) of setting the stage for all of us, so it's great. Yeah, I am. He got inspired to do the show. Um, my my partner and Jonathan had been friends for years before I had met them, and uh, had suggested Good Job Brain to him, and so he had like absorbed all of Good Job Brain, and then was trying to find other stuff and couldn't find anything he liked, and that's why he created the show. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Just to have the forethought to say nothing exists that I want, so I'll make it myself. Pretty much. Paul, I know. Um, before Carmela joined, we were talking about a black and white movie, but um, I can only think of one actor in that movie. And I'm kind of limited on other options for black and white movies. So, Weren't there, weren't the two, two guys in that movie, like both? Oh yeah. The regulars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julianne Moore is very versatile. She's, uh, she's done some pretty intense dramatic acting as well as some very zany comedic work. So yeah. Whereas Rowan Atkinson, I think of as only zany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I know of a serious Rowan Atkinson role. Not to say that one doesn't exist, but um, yeah. I, I also want you to know that I've literally never prepped for a show before. And I, <laughs> I prepped for this one. Like I'm thinking of like, who are like people that are just in like a bunch of stuff? <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the way that uh, the way that works. Or movies that have a bunch of people in them is another good way to prep. Yeah, so, yeah. Like when Neil was on um, Neil Fisher, and he's like, uh, "JFK is a really good movie for this." I'm like, "Put it in my notes and memorize the cast because anything that will help me get uh, faster connections is great." Yeah, like certain people. Like I was thinking of people. Like um, I'm probably distracting Paul. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> do like, it he people, needs he deserves distraction <laughs> like like character actors like harry dean stanton oh and, yeah you know uh john malkovich and, and people like that absolutely um yeah. like people who've just been like in stuff <laughs> absolutely yeah harry dean stanton man what a long career that guy had yeah i'll probably have like just about every kind of movie possible <laughs> in this Good list and like circle back around to some others weaving in and out for everyone listening, I know I reference Paul's thinking faces a lot. Since he actually did shave his beard recently, his thinking faces are a lot more profound. So <laughs> he's very expressive. <laughs> Not my fault. Might have to give up on the black and white thing and just end this <laughs> in this list. You seem to always encounter that problem. It's like you're trying to get one last one in there and you I'm always so end up stubborn, having to like, throw it away. <laughs> I'm so stubborn. I think of it at the beginning, and I get through my list. And I'm like, wait, if, unless I was to start over and go a totally different way. Yeah. There's a specific one that I want to get to, 
and I'm trying to think of how to get there and then go through it. And I'm like, right. mm, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> it's like these these straight lines with these strange little tangents to the left and right, like yeah. all the way through. I know where I'm going, but yeah. I'm so stressed over here. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a look of accomplishment or a look of defeat? I can't No, tell. it's like I got so hung up on the middle that I completely forgot who that I was even trying to, like, to get to. That you have like, to get oh. to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in just some soup, and I'm like, I don't I don't know how I'm going to get all the way there, man. <laughs> in the weeds. I'm stuck in one of those movies that's got like a lot of different people in it, and I'm trying to think which way to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes those are the hardest ones, the ones that have the most options to get out of. Yeah. Okay, I'm like done with my list. I'm not happy about it, but... I'm done. It has some good stuff in here. I've got a couple of black and whites, but I've repeated a lot of actors that I've used. The Facebook thing makes it makes it harder too, because like if I'm using all these different actors every day, and then I feel sure. like I don't want to use them again, it's like a huge pot to take from that. <laughs> for no reason, I won't let myself take from. But I'm dipping into it today. Paul thinks that he is through his list, and he has said that he does have a couple of black and whites. Carmela, how are you looking on your side? I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm in a no man's land. I do have one black and white that I, well, one I can argue okay. for black and white. Um. <laughs> what? Argue for black and white. Well, since you'll be going first, actually, uh, where where did you start and where have you gotten to? Uh, I started with Rowan Atkinson, and okay. right now I am—I've gotten to Jamie Fox. <laughs> oh, nice, nice one. I, I had to get one more connection. I couldn't remember what whose name I was looking for, and then I finally found it. All right, oh, th- this is a long list, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we love the long I, ones. I did not—I did not go quick through this. <laughs> That's totally good. Uh, right. What did Jason Borsum call it? The the old country the road, garden path. <laughs> garden the garden path, path, right? What yeah. he calls them. <laughs> That's right. He, he does a he does a question uh, type like that in his shows. Oh really? Where he he starts with one thing, and you're supposed to get to a final answer later, but he goes through like all of the stuff that will eventually lead you to the answer that he wants you to give him. Oh, that's great. And uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> He is the master at writing different style quizzes, though. So oh, he's great. I love him. Yeah. If uh, people don't know who we're talking about, Jason Borsum, Liquid underscore Courage, Courage with a K on Twitch. Every day that man streams, he's doing uh, he's doing some hard work over there. So go check and, him out. And uh, if you want to peek behind the curtain of what it's like to be a trivial writer, listen to Quadrivia. Yes, Quadrivia, oh, yeah. which <laughs> Carmela and Paul have both been on episodes of yes. Trivia. So yeah, <laughs> definitely check those out. Um, all right, Carmela, well, you said you're good to go with your list now? I think I'm good. Excellent. Let's uh, let's go through yours and see what you came up with. All right. So starting with Rowan Atkinson, uh, I went to Um Actually with Alan Rickman. Okay. Uh, which brought me to Galaxy Quest with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which brought me to Ghostbusters with Bill Murray. Okay. Um, which brought me to Zombieland which connects me to Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. which connects me to Natural Born Killers, which has a black and white scene in the movie. <laughs> I think it does, yeah. There's a big chunk of that that's black and white, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that gives me Juliette Lewis. Oh, yeah. Uh, which connects me to Robert De Niro through Cape Fear. Oh, wow. Okay. 
uh, Robert De Niro connects me into Sleeper. Sleepers is where I got stuck because there's a lot of different people in Sleepers. Sure. Uh, but Billy Crudup is in that movie. Which is a really uh, just unfortunate name, Crudup. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. I, don't I apologize if it's not. <laughs> uh, but he is in Watchmen. Oh, is he? Okay. With, yeah, he's uh, he plays the the guy who's before he becomes Doctor Manhattan. Oh, he, okay, that that's person. right. Yeah. Uh, and Patrick Wilson's in that movie, who was in nice. Phantom of the Opera with Gerard yep. Butler. We just talked about that the other day because I did not remember <laughs> that that was Patrick Wilson in that. I was like, you mean the guy from The Conjuring and all that? He's like, yeah, it's the same guy. How do you not remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. Guy can sing. No, yeah, he for plays sure. Robin yep. Poole in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> um, so he was in uh, The Phantom in that movie was Gerard Butler, Correct. who was in Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie Foxx. Yep. Who was in Django Unchained with Leo DiCaprio? Yeah. Who was in Who's Eating Gilbert Grape with Johnny Depp? Okay. Uh, who was in Ed Wood, my other black and white movie? Oh, nice, yeah. With Martin Landau. Yeah. Who was in Rounders with Matt Damon? Wow. Who was in The Born Identity with Clive Owen? Yep. Who was in Children of Men with Julianne Moore? Oh, that's amazing! Nice. <laughs> Great work. That was long, but very worth it. <laughs> so um you got 10 for connecting him you definitely get five for edward paul are we gonna count uh nbk as the other five <laughs> that's fine with me <laughs> i was gonna use a movie with a black and white scene but i didn't based on previous conversations <laughs> however i think we'll end up like tied so okay i'm okay with that there was a movie i was trying to get to and i just couldn't do it i'm just like i'm, I'm just gonna try and end this <laughs> <laughs> And maybe you got to it. I'll find out when you read your list. Yeah, we're going to jump over to Paul and see what he found out. Um, Carmela picks up 10 for completing the list and 10 additional points for her black and white movie. She is at 20 points at the end of round one. Paul, what did you come up with? I did panic a little bit because I think I know the movie you were talking about. And I got to it in my brain, but then everything I wrote down completely skipped it. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so I had to go back and like do surgery on my list to throw it back in, but I did manage to get it. But I started with Mr. Bean as well. Uh, Rowan Atkinson was in the original Lion King with Jeremy Irons. Oh, yeah. Who was in the uh, Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed movie with Marion Cotillard. Uh, and then I oh, went wow. MC to MC Michael Caine in Inception just so that I could hop to the other Chris Nolan joint tenant uh which starred rob pattinson okay who was in the lighthouse which is black and white oh yeah very good with defoe willem defoe who's the only other person in that movie yep except uh, for defoe, the mermaid but nobody knows her name right no forget that <laughs> defoe was in the english patient with rafe fines was he okay and here's where I made it. I think it's what you're talking about. No, this uh, is not the I thought about this one, but this wasn't the movie I was trying to get <laughs> oh, to. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Well, I went, Rafe, uh, to Liam Neeson and Schindler's List. Neil would be proud. And... Yes. Thanks, <laughs> Neil. Still haven't watched it. Sorry. Oh, no, never mind. He's not proud. Uh, Just erased I'll all the proudness. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute. From Neeson, I went to Peter Dinklage. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Oh, wow. Because they were both in that. Did not know that. But you probably have to go through like three levels of IMDb to find out that Liam Neeson <laughs> was in that movie. Interesting. P. 
Peter Dinklage was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri with Frances McDormand. Okay. Who was in Fargo, where she was married to John Carroll Lynch, yep. which I've used before. But John Carroll Lynch was in Crazy Stupid Love with Julianne Moore. So that's how I closed it out. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. That's great. Um, I probably would have gone a Lebowski route from Fargo to Julianne Moore because she was in the big Lebowski, but now I'm oh. having trouble thinking of a connection between there, but that's great. So you got, you Buscemi. got Jimmy, Steve Buscemi was in, yeah. <laughs> was in both of them. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. So I'm shut up, Donnie. Listener. You're out of Instead your of element. Lynch, just throw Steve Buscemi in there and it's I didn't write anything. It doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> John Carroll Lynch, a guy whose name I probably would not have known until recently, but um, he's, he's also in the good. trial of the Chicago seven, correct? Yes, he, he is. plays David Dellinger. Please. So good. Yep. So good. All right. Well, you picked up 10 additional points as well, right? And on top of the 10 for completing the list, you had Schindler's list and the lighthouse, the lighthouse. Correct. Oh, that's great. What a great pull there. Such a weird movie. So you guys are both at 20 so um, at the end of round one. Um, Carmelo, was the thing you wanted to say about Schindler List an on-air thing or an off-air thing? Um, I mean, it, could be, it could be either. Okay. Um, I've tried to watch Schindler's List so many times. And every time I watch that movie, I'll get to it like, I'll get somewhere in the middle and like something will happen in the outside where like someone will knock on my door. Or I'll get a <laughs> phone call. And then uh, so I end up like missing part of it. And then I'm like, I don't want to start over. Right. And so I just turn it off. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's happened at least five times watching that movie. So I've never watched it. I've never watched it all the way through. Oh, wow. Um, but the movie I was trying to get to wasn't Schindler's List. It was Pleasantville. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, Toby Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. Because yep. most of that movie is in black and white. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's like the premise is that the whole world is turning color. Right. Um, right. But I couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere close to Reese Witherspoon <laughs> yeah. in less than i don't know 20 more movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't paul walker also in that i wonder if there's a, like yep. a fast and the furious link to paul walker Jeff that's Daniels funny you're a, that oh yeah yeah your uh your movie that you just can't finish is black and white and mine is also i was actually just talking to kels recently about um the best movies to watch that i have not watched and i've never finished casablanca i fall asleep oh. halfway through it every time it takes more than yeah. one sitting and i've never actually done it so yeah You'll be so surprised to hear mine. My movie that I've tried to watch four times and fallen asleep through all four times is Sicario. Oh, no. What? Of, of all movies. That movie's so and intense. I have a theory on it, but I don't know if it's real until I actually finish the movie. But it starts out so exciting. I think it just falls into a huge lull okay. in the middle. Okay. And then yeah. the excitement kind of builds back up, but it builds up so slowly, and I don't have energy. So <laughs> I've fallen asleep four times trying to watch Sicario. You peak adrenaline and you crash. Exactly. And by the time it builds back up, you've already, you know. It's like yep. that post-Red Bull nap that you just are just <laughs> completely zonked. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we are at 20 to 20, the end of round one. We're going to take one quick break. We'll be right back for round two. And we are back from our very quick break, um, ready to re jump right into round two. And to do that, we are going to run our range one more time. And the names that we got back, the range has spoken. Sorry, I'm supposed to say the range has spoken. And the names <laughs> that we got back, um, I know we've talked about one of these guys a couple times, but I don't know if this other person has come up at all on 
the left side, we have Salma Hayek, which is funny. I think we had Alec Baldwin in the last game, and then Alec Baldwin was married to Salma Hayek in 30 Rock, and that's my link for the day. (laughs) Salma Hayek, and we're trying to connect Salma Hayek to, from one of my favorite movies of all time, Disney's Angels in the Outfield, Mr. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Salma Hayek to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, <laughs> From Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> right. I don't know any other movie that this guy was in other than Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> but before we start thinking about the other movies that he was probably in, but you will have to convince me of, let's get ourselves one more action card. Sound. Sound speed. Pictures up. Roll camera. Scene one. Take one. Marker. Camera set. Action. <laughs> And we have our action card back. Oh, and this should be pretty good. Carmelo, when uh, we first started talking about this episode, you told me that you like to watch a lot of sci-fi movies, and a big point of a lot of sci-fi movies is creatures not from this world. So we're going to try to connect Salma Hayek to Joseph Gordon-Levitt using movies with aliens. Do angels count as, like, extraterrestrial? Stop it. No. <laughs> You, you were going to say straight to angels like, in the <laughs> But it says aliens, so I think you can make a okay. case for that. But uh... <laughs> I mean, they're not from around here. Really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, if you guys are ready to get started, go ahead and uh, start jumping on this list there. Sam, this action card is, like, amazing. You like it? This might be, like, the highest scoring single round. Oh, no. Wow. Of my career. That's wild to hear. Almost every movie is... The stakes are high now, Carmel. ...has aliens. <laughs> well, I need to step it up. <laughs> I was... I was, I think I went the wrong direction first, so I flipped it, and I'm trying to come at it from the other person's side. Gotcha. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll probably do much better than me in the final round, so I'm just trying to make up for that <laughs> here before it even happens and we referenced uh quadrivia earlier in the episodes that both you guys were on and i think carmela on your episode you said you're a a fair trivia player but not necessarily a, <laughs> like a uh, top tier trivia player do being on a trivia podcast do you seek out other trivia style games for entertainment like are you a big jeopardy fan or like do you do you get your entertainment and your your brain waves going from something else um, there are some, I mean, I do watch Jeopardy, not as much as I used to when I was younger. Sure. Um, but like I, uh, I'm, I'm subscribed to Dropout, which is College Humor's, uh, um, oh, okay. streaming service. And they do a show called, um, actually, okay. where, um, the, the host reads out a statement about something pop culture, like a movie or a video game or something like that, but there's something wrong in the statement. Okay. So you have to find the thing that's wrong and like buzz in and like, no, um, actually it's this, not this oh, other thing. Nice. And I love that. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, after calling his shots, still looks deep in thought. So did you get into the weeds again? Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not going for points anymore cause I have a ton. I just have to finish the list now. Oh, got you. We'll brag about it. <laughs> well, it may not be that many, though, now that I'm saying it compared to your list. I'm not sure. That's the problem with locking in early. It's like hitting in the top versus hitting in the bottom. Yeah. As we approach the ninth hole here, both players right. deep in thought with their heads down. <laughs> 
That was supposed to be going my... a long way for not a lot of points. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes that happens, man. The um, <clears throat> I will say, since we did kind of tease it earlier, and your love for science fiction movies, we have a science fiction special features round prepared, or an SFSF, if you will. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm a genre person. I I mean, that's the most of the books I consume are science sure. fiction. Most of the video games I play are science fiction. <laughs> science fiction is so broad, too. Uh, as I was doing research, I talked to a guy I work with who um, he's more into books than he is the movies. So he's a big Frank Herbert guy and um, what's mm-hmm. his name? Philip K. Dick and, uh, and some of those guys. Um, so he was kind of telling me, well, do you want true sci-fi or do you want sci-fi action or do you want sci-fi? <laughs> like there's so many different ways you can go with it. So. Yeah. We kind of got a good mix of everything in there. Get like hard science, you know. Right, exactly. Also, I'm in, at one of those movies that's got like a million people in it. Yep. So it's like, which one do I pick? Exactly. I always pick the wrong one. <laughs> and then my list is way too long. And then Sam's like, oh, you could have just done this. Like what happened last round? Yeah. Fargo to Lebowski. Mm. Who else was in both of those movies? I'm going to work that out on my side while you guys work on your lists. David Dulles was in The Big Lebowski. I don't think he was in Fargo. Flea was, was in Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. That's the guy's name. He's in both. There you go. He's one of the nihilists. William H. Macy. Was not in Lebowski. Lebowski. Oh, my gosh. Why is this? This is killing me. I'm struggling on my side just thinking of movies that Selma Hayek is actually in. I know her from several TV things. No, that was where I started. That was the easy part. Oh, I just remembered one that she's in. Dude. What's I'm wrong? Done. Are I'm you? done. Yes, I could have been done like an hour ago. Were you on? Um, Dang it. Which, what was hanging you up? Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Selma Hayek? I started with Selma. Oh. That seems odd that you would have been stuck on Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know. <laughs> I wasn't stuck. I was moving. I was, I was just moving way past where I needed I, to go. I, uh, I I started with Salma and uh, got like I just was having a hard time with where I was trying to connect to, and then I went back and went Joseph and got to the movie I started with with Salma Hayek. So I mean, it all worked <laughs> out. So, but yeah, I've I've got my list. <laughs> awesome. Yes, and I'm typing mine, but I know that I'm done. Okay. So. Well, both players say they're done at roughly the same time. This has been a very synchronicitous round, just in the anxiety and the head throws <laughs> and then the completion even. It's very, it's uh, like in sync. Aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> All right. Since both players have completed their lists, uh, Carmelo went first last time. Paul, we will let you start on your list for round two. Tell us what you got. <laughs> All right. I didn't get to read through it and like see if I'm right. So, if if one comes up that's wrong, we'll just deal with it at the time. Sounds but good. I had a very easy connection to get to some alien movies because Salma Hayek was in The Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh boy, who was in The Avengers, which had aliens. Okay. With Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo who was in Thor Ragnarok which had aliens. 
Okay. With Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Who was in Independence Day, which had aliens. Oh, nice. Yeah. With Will Smith, who was in Men in Black, (sighs) which had aliens. With Tony Shalhoub, who was in Galaxy Quest. Uh, which also had aliens. <laughs> With Sigourney Weaver. Yep. Oh boy, here we go. Now, you'd be so shocked to good, find out. Good luck. <laughs> Sigourney was in a couple of movies about aliens. <laughs> one of which at least also starred John Hurt. That would be Alien. Yeah. Correct. Who was in Snowpiercer with Ed Harris, which I just watched on Addie Lewis's recommendation. Amazing. So thanks, Addie. Yeah. No aliens in that one, though. Just a lot of roaches. I'm done with aliens. Okay, good. So (laughs) this is where I went, like, way farther. I was like Cuba Gooding Jr. to Kevin Bacon to J.K. Simmons. And I was like, wait, 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 cut all that out. (laughs) Because Ed Harris was in National Treasure 2 with Nicolas Cage, who was in Snowden. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, okay, nice. So my list is complete. I think you had I didn't even count six. Is that right? One, two. You had Avengers, Dragon Rock, Independence Day, Men in Black, Galaxy Quest, and Alien. Six. Six times five is thirty. So you get ten points for completing the list, plus another thirty points for your bonuses. There, carry the one, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are at 60 points, which is what we strive for in this game. So a uh, very good list. Lots of great connections there. Love that you got Alien in the Aliens, uh, the aliens action. I, did, I, I, you know, I said I was going back to a, a well that I visited last <laughs> night, and I didn't even think about Galaxy Quest yeah. again. <laughs> Galaxy Quest is great. And those aliens are uh, – it's what? It's Rain Wilson, right? <laughs> a couple of other yeah. guys. It's good. <laughs> Uh, alrighty. Well, Carmela, what did you come up with? Uh, so I started with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, who was in Knives Out with Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's the voice was, on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was in Girl with Dragon Tattoo with Rooney Mara. Mm-hmm. Who was in Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Who was in Signs, which nice. has aliens. Yeah, very good. With Abigail Breslin. Who was in Zombieland. That's the well I went back to. Gotcha. Um, nice. With Jesse Eisenberg. Who was in The Social Network with Justin Timberlake? Mm-hmm. Who was in Alpha Dog with Anton Yelkin? Okay. Who was in Star Trek? Nice. <laughs> Definitely Plenty some aliens. aliens there. Yeah. Um, and he was in Star Trek with Chris Hemsworth. Yep. Who was Thor in Thor, which Thor is an alien. Sure. Thor is technically an alien. We can count um, aliens. <laughs> yep. So uh, with Tom Hiddleston. Yep. Tom Hiddleston was in Last Lovers Left Alive with Tilda Swinton. Oh, wow. Who was in Avengers Endgame with that has aliens? Aliens, yeah. Yep. Uh, with Chris Pratt. Yep. Chris Pratt was in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Who was in Independence Day, which has nice. aliens? Who was in Men in Black Two with our was in Will Smith, who was in Men in Black Two. Men in Black Two has aliens with Rosario Dawson. Nice. Rosario Dawson was in Clerks 2 with Jason Mewes, who was in Dogma with Sama Hayek. Oh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> nice. Kevin Smith there on the end. That's yeah. awesome. I think you got think six, got too, six. right? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Still tied. I told you I spoke too soon. 
I was like, oh no, I gotta get some more in there. <laughs> some of them were the same. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I love that you went out of Marvel and then back into Marvel. Like that never happens. People usually just go Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. That was awesome. Though. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to do that. I was like, yeah. Oh, there's this other movie that they did. <laughs> And it I has creatures in it, but not the right kind of creatures. I always forget that Chris Hemsworth was in Star Trek. That was like the first movies that he did were those Star Trek movies, though. And he played um, James's dad, right? Like he was, yeah. he was a Kirk in those movies. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, was, uh, he was in the movie for about ten minutes, <laughs> and it made me realize just how much that he and Chris Pine look alike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of all the Hollywood Chris's there. Yeah. Yeah. They look the most similar. For sure. Excellent. Well, we are at 60 to 60 uh, at the end of round two. It is neck and neck here. Uh, We will get, we'll have to see what shakes out at the end of this special features round. But before we do that, we're going to take one quick social media break and we will be right back. Facebook. Instagram. Patreon. Dark credits. Website. Email. Hollywood. Connection. Hey, it's Sam. If you are enjoying this episode and would like even more connections and trivia, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Cast Connection. You can also join our Facebook group, The Credits, where we post daily challenges and mini games. We are also now on Patreon if you would like to support the show financially. Each Patreon level comes with unique perks, so be sure to look through all available tiers. All of this info can be found on our website, HollywoodCastConnection.com, and you can always email us at HollywoodCastConnection at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, And we are back from our quick social media break. I would like to reference, as we mentioned on the social media break, our Facebook group, The Credits, uh, where we post some challenges and mini games, and we all have a good time over there. One of the guys who is one of the best players uh, outside of present company here um, of this game is Brian Nash. Um, And I won't make a J.K. Simmons joke because everybody does. Brian's great. Brian is great. And he is one of the more impressive players of this game. So if you're over there on our Facebook group, the credits, give Brian a shout out. I want to give him a specific shout out because he did play test this special features round for me. Um, him oh, being a, yeah, him being a sci-fi guy and a total nerd as we all are. Um, I thought his expertise would come in handy. So thank you, Brian. And without further ado, I've been teasing it long enough. Let's get <laughs> ourselves over to this, um, SFSF, this sci-fi special features round, if you guys are ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This comes with an introduction. It's pretty standard trivia. It just has one little variant that you guys will need to write some stuff down. It's not going to be super complicated. It's probably superfluous, but uh, I thought it was just a fun fun deal. So it's going to be a little bit of math. The answer to each of the questions below is the title of a science fiction movie. Each of the answers below contains a number. The numbers are to be used in what I am calling the control factor, which is no relation to the Sci-Fi Channel original movie from 2003 that has a score of 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. The As most do. <laughs> yeah, starring Adam Baldwin, I believe. The control factor numbers will be clues that will help you get the answer to the final question, but you should be able to get the answer to the final question without the clues anyway. Carmela anyway should. Paul may not, so you probably want to keep track of these clues. I will read the questions. You'll give me your answers independently. I'll let you know what the correct answer is 
which will then contribute to your control factor. Does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful. Question number one. This 2018 HBO original movie, which is based on a 1953 book of the same name, follows a fireman whose job is to destroy illegal objects until an informant shows him true history and challenges his convictions. Oh, I'm locked in. <laughs> I read the book, too. Yeah. I thought oh if you don't know the movie, you can get it from the book. Paul, you yeah. need to read more books. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sci-fi books anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to get it. We could sit here all day. Really? I'm not going to land on it. That's uh, I was told that was possibly the easiest question in the quiz, so this does not oh, bode oh, well great. for you. <laughs> great. I'm so sorry, man. Oh, it's all good. Paul, are you tapping on this one then? Sure. Okay, Carmela, what'd you come up with? Uh, for Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit 451 is correct. Um, Paul, read. And, I mean, watch the movie, but read the book. It's great. Um. So the number you can listen to it on audiobook. It's narrated by Tim Robbins. Oh, you know? perfect! Nice. So, Robbins, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> for your control factor, I would like for you to write down the the number that was in that answer, and that is your control factor number at the end of question one. All right. Question number two. This 2016 sci-fi thriller is a successor in spirit to a 2008 found footage monster movie. According to an IMDb reviewer, it is about a creepy dude who claims there has been a chemical attack and that's the reasoning behind keeping a young woman locked in a shelter under his equally creepy farmhouse. So you're looking for the name of the... The 2016, yes, sequel to Um, the 2008 movie. I'm locked in. Carmela's locked in. I'm trying to remember how long ago 2016 was. A million years ago. But I'm probably thinking <laughs> in of COVID years. From, man, I'm so hopeless. I have words in my head that I can use as a guest that go together that have something to do with sci-fi and monsters, maybe. Okay. But well, Carmel's locked in. So tell me what those words are. Question. I don't. District Nine, maybe, because there's a number in that, and it's something that exists that I know nothing about. Is that your guess for this answer? Sure, that's it. Okay. Carmela, what's the correct answer? <laughs> so the found footage movie uh, with uh, starring T.J. Miller uh, was Cloverfield. So this one, I think oh. John Goodman is in it, and uh, it's Ten Cloverfield Lane. That is correct. John Goodman. Dang, I was one off. Being the creepy, Nine, ten, the creepy dude, <laughs> exclaiming there's been a chemical <laughs> attack, and keeping, yeah. I think it's Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead under the house. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very weird. So for your control factor. Multiply the answer to number one and the answer to number two. And this is your new control factor number. Question three. This 1997 film that is set in the 23rd century follows a taxi driver who becomes responsible for the survival of planet Earth after a humanoid woman jumps off a ledge and lands in his cab. I'm locked in. (laughs) That was fast. Oh my gosh. Can I hear it again? Am I allowed to hear it You've again? seen these movies. You have to. This 1997 film, set in the 23rd century, follows a taxi driver who becomes responsible for the survival of planet Earth after a humanoid woman jumps off a ledge and lands in his cab. <laughs> it I... sounds like a hoot, whatever it is. I... 
you've had to have seen this movie. We've man. talked about this movie on this show before. So I know, well, I assume you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. What? <laughs> it's weird when you hear those descriptions yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, that is that movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to Any get guess? It. Just throw out another sci-fi movie with a number in the title. Uh, I'm just thinking of Taxi Driver now. And <laughs> movies where people jump off of buildings. I'm going to say The Incredible Taxi Driver 12. <laughs> this is this is painful for me to to watch you not get these. You really did need that advantage going into this route that you do not I told have. you I did, and then she Oh, and I didn't say it at the me, beginning. So. I'm giving you um, – there's 10 questions. I'm giving you six points per. So there's a possibility for 60 points. You could have not said it. I'm just <laughs> not saying it. Never had to say that. Carvella, why don't you tell us again what the correct answer is? <laughs> uh, so this is Bruce Willis. Um, this oh, is the fifth yeah. element. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Lilo, multi-pass. I mean, right. Chris Tucker's yeah. in this movie. Gary Oldman, Ian Holm. You knew that movie, Paul. Dang it. <laughs> I thought about that when we were trying to do alien stuff. Yeah. Like, I get to this element. <laughs> gone Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Oh, yeah. Ian Holm was also an alien. Yeah. Dang it. All right. For your control factor, divide the answer to number three by the previous control factor that you had, and that is your new control factor number. Question number four. This 1971 film with an alphanumeric title is the directorial debut of George Lucas and is set in a dystopian future where people are controlled through android police and enforce use of emotion-suppressing drugs. The alpha portion of the title is also the name of a company founded by Lucas that develops the high-fidelity audiovisual reproduction standards for theaters. You're hurting my soul. <laughs> this is a deeper. This is the deepest cut of all the questions. Uh, well, it's the. There may be one more deep cut, but this one I would not be surprised if you did not necessarily know the title. No, I'm all the way from like Star Wars to Equilibrium over here. Because of the uh, I'm emotion not know suppressing this. Yeah. drugs or whatever. Oh, good. Neither of you know it. All right. Then yes. I did write one yes. hard one. <laughs> I'm not going to know this. Uh... Well, if neither of you know it, Carmela, you can throw out a guess. Oh, I, was th- yeah, I was trying to latch on for the, the, the sound thing. And all I can think about is, uh, you know, Light and Magic, um, one of his companies. But I don't think that's right. So I got I got light and magic. Okay. Twelve. Light and magic twelve. You guys keep going with twelves. Paul, any guesses? Uh no. I have no guess. Okay. I can't even, I'm like fried at this point. <laughs> well, the title of the movie, uh the alpha part is T H X. Um oh, and the title of the movie company. is yep, the title of the movie is T H X eleven thirty eight. So T H X one one three eight. Uh, so you know what that means. I'm going to give you a control factor clue that's relative to that number. So if you add the answer to number four to your previous control factor number, that is your new control factor. Question number five. Uh, Paul, don't hit me. This is another film from before you were born. 
But Carmella was also a child when this came out, so don't worry about it. (laughs) This 1995 film follows a prisoner back and forth between 1996 and 2035 as he attempts to determine the source of a virus that wiped out most of humanity while struggling with a dream that might be a memory. Uh, I think I'm locked in. Carmella thinks she's got it. You should have watched more sci-fi movies before this game, bud. <laughs> this is a great one, too. And and the cast in this one is pretty great. So, which number we Awesome. Also makes you realize how many sci-fi movies this person's been in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. There's a few that repeat as we go through the list here. So, yeah. I'm going to know it when you say it, I'm sure. The Get- Fifth Element, 12. <laughs> You're closer than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Carmella, what's the answer? Uh, also a movie with Bruce Willis, and it has the number 12 in it. It's 12 what? Monkeys. 12 Monkeys is correct. <laughs> Am I getting half points for that or something? You are not. Paul, you are over five <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, gum it. Oh, man. 12 Monkeys is the correct answer. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt also in that movie. Um, it's pretty great. I think Christopher Plummer is in that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good one. And now what I need you to do is subtract the answer to number five from your previous control number. Number six. In this film from the year 2000 which was the acting debut of terry cruz a pilot goes up against an illegal cloning corporation after running into a copy of himself at his home oh sounds so familiar to me oh oh i think it's this one man i hope i'm right because i've seen this (laughs) i've seen most of these right (laughs) yeah i'm locked in Carmela's locked in. She said she's seen most of these, which I was going to say, you almost have to if you only watch one genre of movie. But again, there are so <laughs> many movies that fit the science fiction category. Yeah. You could go on for years and not see all of them. Yeah. I know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Throw us a guess. I was alive for this one. Yep. You're 2000. But barely. The year my I sister don't... was born. <laughs> <laughs> In the year two thousand, I don't know what it is. Throw me a she guess. Turned twenty-one. Any I guess mean, old. Huh? <laughs> Throw me a guess. Any guess at all. Um, Terry Crews. Yep. District nine nine. Oh, like Brooklyn <laughs> nine nine. I like it. I like that. <laughs> Carmela, what did you come up with? Uh, if it is the movie I'm thinking of, I didn't realize that that was terry cruz but i think this is an arnold schwarzenegger movie and with the clones you can tell you're a clone like if you lift down one of your eyelids and there's like little dots yep i think this is sixth day sixth day is the correct answer yeah (laughs) and i also didn't know that bit about terry cruz um i also didn't know that the title is a reference to the creationist uh genesis story on the sixth day man was created so that's where they uh man was cloned man was cloned (laughs) yep they, they clone Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, Terry Crews in sci-fi movies. It's either this one or it's Idiocracy. Which well, that's why I thought you were going, but now it's the wrong year for Idiocracy. <laughs> right. Which is the better sci-fi movie? I don't know. White chicks. <laughs> uh, 
for number six, control factor, subtract the number from number six to from your other control number, and that's your new number. Number seven is another deep cut. Um, we'll see what you guys come up with. It is a movie that I have seen, but I may be the only person that's seen it, so um, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> This pseudo-documentary film is said to be based on real events that occurred in Nome, Alaska in the year 2000 and tells of a psychologist who uses hypnosis to uncover memories of alien abduction in her patients. The title refers to an extension of J. Allen Hynek's Close Encounter Classification System. Balto. (laughs) Nome, Alaska. Nome, Alaska, I... Don't I mean I know what they're referring to with the classification, yep. uh, but I don't know this movie. Okay. Um, it makes me think of a, another movie yep. from that Mila Jovovich is in, but it's not this. But I'm locked in with my wrong answer. <laughs> Remember how I said these actors repeat? <laughs> uh, yeah, because Mila Jovovich was in all those movies with numbers. Like the fifth element and the Resident oh. Evil 2. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I think I know what it is now just because you said that. Because is I, this going to count? Because I said that in the other episode when we talked about no, because Mila Jovovich? she said Mila Jovovich and I was trying to figure out what the, which one. Oh, yeah. The number. Which extension you were talking about of the uh, Close Encounters. But now I think I know because she said Mila Jovovich. Okay. Well, I'm going to let Carmela go first wrong, on this one. So, Carmela, what did you come up with on this? Uh, well, I, I think the 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 classification you were talking about refers to like you know close encounters of the third kind. Uh, so I said third kind state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting guess. Yeah, Paul, what do you think it is? Unless I'm remembering wrong, when we talked about Mila Jovovich on the show before, we talked about how she was in the Fifth Element. And Three Musketeers uh-huh. or something. And then the fourth kind, I think, was the name of the movie between those two. <laughs> so I'm guessing the fourth kind, unless I'm wrong. You're not guessing it if it's wrong? <laughs> correct. The fourth kind case, is the it. correct answer. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Third kind is when, uh, apparently, when people encounter aliens, but abduction equals fourth kind. So it's one fourth step kind. beyond the third kind. Well, maybe I have seen this movie because it's... It is Mila Jovovich. It is Mila Jovovich. Yep. And, like, um, like her daughter ends up disappearing. Right. And she said they were kidnapped by aliens, but it turned... But, you know, they're like, no, she's just missing. Yeah. Like, that's, like, where the story... Okay, I have seen this movie. <laughs> I just didn't think it was... You said year 2000. I didn't think it was that Yeah, old. apparently, yeah, 21 years ago. Um or it's set in the year 2000. Yeah, the oh, movie didn't come out. Yes, exactly. Set in the year 2000. Okay, so that threw me off. Gotcha. <laughs> but I also didn't know the name of that movie. Uh, I mean, I've seen it, but... Sure. <laughs> it seemed like my lack of knowledge on that movie was the thing that helped me. <laughs> well, you got one. Whichever way yes. you got it, you got one. It was given to me on a silver platter, <laughs> but I will take it. And for your control factor, subtract. Number All eight. Right. Question number eight. We're down to the last three here. Uh, Question number eight. This 2011 J.J. Abrams film, which takes its name from the product repeatedly referenced in the movie, details the strange occurrences in a small Ohio town after a group of friends catch a train derailment on film. Uh, I'm locked in. What? (laughs) 
Paul's in disbelief of how quickly you're getting these. Paul, you should have seen this movie. I saw this movie, and I don't... I saw this movie in the theaters. And I'm not a huge sci-fi movie guy, but... J.J. Abrams in 2011. Come on. I know. (laughs) That's what has me thinking I should know it. I think context clues might be helping me, but I honestly don't know anything about the things that I'm guessing other than years and possible directors. Uh, And a lot of this is hearkening back to the conversation we had about movies with numbers in the title. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I have a guess. Tell us what your guess is. I know nothing about. I'm thinking Super 8. Super 8, like the motel chain? That's what I'm thinking. Not Motel 6. Super 8. Correct. Okay. 8, not 6. <laughs> Carmela, what do you think it is? Well, there is a camera called a Super 8, and that's this movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Fanning's yes. in it. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Chandler's, Chandler's in it. it. From yeah. Early Edition. Oh, yes. That's Kyle perfect. <laughs> yeah. From Early Edition. Yeah, Super 8 Obviously is correct. He's been in other things. That's right. what I remember most from. <laughs> Me Wasn't too. Wasn't he the Fed in Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, he may have been, yeah. When, on the yacht scene when they were like I only saw a part of that movie and it's not enjoyable for me so there's no, that. It was terrible but the yacht <laughs> scene know, was amazing uh, Jonah Hill snorted so much like vitamin C in the place of cocaine <laughs> that he like burned the inside of his nostrils <laughs> he's still doing damage but dude <laughs> oh man that's awesome well Super 8 is they apparently they crush up like vitamin C tablets and oh, that's what that's they use in place of cocaine still awful and I'm like oh. I'm like why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is awful. Um, well, Super 8 is the correct answer. Uh, for your control factor, subtract. Number nine. The title of this 2009 Peter Jackson production refers to a government-controlled internment camp where malnourished insectoid aliens are confined and relocated against their will. The title and premise are based on events that actually occurred during the apartheid era, and the film explores themes of xenophobia and social segregation. I'm locked in. Carmel's locked in. Is this something that we've already talked about? I'm giving you no hints. Over the course of this game? And I may have answered jokingly a couple of times? She's locked in, so what do you think it might be? Because I think that might be actually District 9. Because none of the real answers have been District 9 yet. (laughs) And because, well, I'm not going to say that, but because of some other things. It makes me think that the number is 9. So... Carmella, I'm say District 9. What do you think the correct answer is? It definitely has insectoid aliens in it, and you can definitely see the parallels to apartheid. It's <laughs> definitely District 9. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a great, great movie. Um, is that three in a row? Yeah, you did. That, yeah. yeah. After that's after amazing. six wrong in a row, you got three right. <laughs> and I think I have ideas now based on how you're ending it. Uh yeah. I don't know why you would I, think that. I um Yeah. I, I, I figured out what when we got the twelve monkeys. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just roll right into question ten then. For question ten, subtract the answer to question nine from your control factor. Uh, and it should give you the title as a movie that is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. The movie centers around the discoveries of strange monoliths with unknown abilities and a Jupiter-bound mission team who is set at odds with their sentient computer, with the sentient computer controlling their operations. Yeah, is that the question? Because I actually know that's, what that one is. That's the question. Yeah. Though, <laughs> oh, did you okay, actually wait. have you actually seen that one, Paul? 
Uh, I'm not going to answer that question, okay. but I do know the answer. I think that one's in par- enough like part of the world. Sure. Like that everyone should at least know, know associate that it. number yeah. with a famous sci-fi. Yeah. And being at odds with the computer. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. like... It, that's paradised a lot, I think. Well, Carmela, since you seemed to figure it out six questions ago where we were going with this, what is the answer to number 10? Um, it's based off of a, I think it's an Arthur C. Clarke short story called The Sentinel. Uh-huh. Uh, this is 2001, A Space Odyssey. And Paul, what did you come up with? Yep, 2001, A Space Odyssey, but I didn't know all that extra stuff about it. <laughs> I don't really know anything about it. I can tell you the computer's name, though, because yeah. I took a quiz, a sci-fi quiz, preparing for this. <laughs> and what was the computer's name was one of the questions. Nice. So. Hal. Yeah, there, there it was Hal. The, the letters are one off from IBM. HAL is one off oh, from IBM. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at nice. that. I did not even yeah. think about that. <laughs> I, let, let me let me make sure that was Arthur C. Clarke that wrote the Sentinel. Sure, I, go for I, it. I could be wrong. I'm going to um, do some. After you guys did all that math in this SFSF, I'm going to do some math and tally up the scores here. She got all the ones right that I got right. <laughs> Right, so just give nope, her four. You got one right. You got fourth kind that she did not get. Yeah, so, I didn't get fourth yeah. kind. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Arthur oh, C. Yeah. Clarke wrote this. I got novel. one. I was feeling so good coming out of round two. <laughs> I think you did great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, what I like about the fact that we we cater our final rounds to the guests. Yeah. Uh, it means that either in making a round or playing a round, I'm going to be learning a ton of new stuff either way. So. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Alrighty, well, at the end of that round, which was a ton of fun, and thank you guys for playing along with me, and um, yeah, the numbers thing, I just thought it was interesting that I could even take those numbers and make them add up to 2001, so. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Took a little bit of spreadsheeting, but, uh, and it may have made the last question easy, but like I said at the beginning, you should have known it anyway, I just thought it was a fun little little yeah. uh, twist there. Um, Paul, you did pick up 24 points, so very yes. respectable. And your <laughs> final score is 84 points. And I, Carmela and I are very proud of you. So good job. <laughs> but Carmela, <laughs> Carmela picking up 48 points, broke 100 there, and ends the game with 108 points and is today's winner. That was, Congratulations. That was a great Thank job. You. Yeah, ton of fun there. Thank you so much again for coming on and for playing with us. We are so glad that you were able to make it. And um, I hope you had fun. Thank you. I had a ton of fun. Uh, I would definitely do this again if you would ever have me back. Oh, absolutely. Um, but no, this is great, and I I uh, am happy that you invited me. I'm I'm glad I was able to be here. Yeah, me too. Um, is there? Would you like to again just tell everybody what your shows are, where they can find you, um, anything else you want to shout out or plug or make known to the world there? Uh, sure. So uh, the the two shows that you can find me on the most are Trivial Warfare and Four Play, Four like the number, um, and you can find that on any of your local podcatchers. If you want to hear me shout into the void, you can um, follow me on Twitter <laughs> uh, t- at TWA First Lady, and um, I'm pretty active in the Trivial Warfare Facebook group. If you want to chat with me there, um, also we are still in the middle of a pandemic. If you do have to go anywhere, please just wear your mask. Just 
just do it. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> just just do it, okay? She's begging, guys. Uh, She's begging. Yes, like, please, please. <laughs> I'd like to be able to. I miss driving to work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which I never thought I'd say that, but I miss driving. I miss sitting in traffic. It's the only time um, that I get to listen to podcasts is when I'm driving. So, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm so behind on all of my podcasts. I've got like three actual play podcasts that I'm way behind on, and those are like two hour podcasts. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> so, so you're one Lord of the Rings movie behind, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so behind. Um, but yeah, just you know. Be, have that compassion for, for the people around you and just, you know, do what we need to do to get through this. Sure. And hopefully we can get through it um, quickly. Please. <laughs> Let's all work together and get through it as quick as we can. So, Like, I was supposed to be in Austin next month, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, so <laughs> exactly. You're messing up our travel plans, people. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Carmela, for, uh, for those plugs and recommendations and requests. And, Paul, anything that you would like to shout out or promote before we jump off? <sighs> Go listen to everything on the Trivia Warfare Network. The Oaks Media Group Network. Yeah. Yes, that's what I meant. Oaks Media Group <laughs> Network. Thanks, Carmelo, for playing. Congrats on the win. And thank yeah. you, Sam, for just adding so many more things to the list of things I need to educate myself on <laughs> that don't have any time for. That's <laughs> what I'm here Appreciate for, man. That. Anytime. <laughs> uh, other than another quick shout out to Brian Nash for playtesting that round for me and a thank you to my coworker, Nathan Hanks, for suggesting those sci-fi movies with numbers and the titles i do not have anything else that i would like to shout out so let me just say for today's episode i have been sam that has been paul and that has been the first lady y'all carmela smith and we have been the hollywood cast connection we'll see you guys next time oh.